Hello, clients and friends. Rick Scheeler here. I have been excited to send out this August perspective to you. We've been working really hard on a number of things, which I'm looking forward to sharing with you. This is a video to go along with the email. I try to make it accessible to everybody. I walk you through it in video and then you can read it in depth as well too. As you may know, I take light July, don't keep very many meetings. And I use that time to work on the business and to finish up projects and decompress and then spend a lot of time with the family so that we can really hit it hard for the rest of the year. In summary, in this, I've talked about a number of things, briefly touch upon the economy and our thinking about that and the market dynamics. And then also the main thrust will be how we're updating the strategy. About a year ago, we implemented a new strategy and had a lot of success around protecting against the downside, but not as much around catching the upswings. And we've done a lot of work on that. I'm excited to share that with you and the trades that are going through and why they are, but just really big improvements. Just give you a couple updates on the work we're doing in the community. Horses on the Hill, which is a ministry of Black ministries. It's horse therapy, just miles away from downtown Cincinnati in Price Hill. And it's mainly geared towards helping women and children who have suffered trauma heal as horses. And horse therapy can really do a big deal with that. And we were helping with clearing some bushes to put in a prayer walk for people. So it's reconnecting with God and nature and oneself and other people. Really special work that they're doing at Black Ministry Sources on the Hill. If you ever get a chance, I'd encourage you to check it out, at least their website. There's a link in the email. And then about a year ago, we started Mary's Bridge in memory of Mary to help returning citizens coming out of jail, get reconnected with job, housing, and whatever health care that they need and transportation. And we've had our first resident reach a year. He's being promoted. He's becoming a manager at a local business. And we have our second resident. He's just been with us a month, but he now has a job. And he's also in the process of being promoted as well. So when we find people who are really motivated to get their life back on track and just need a place to give them some space to do that, it's amazing what can happen. Our The Bible verse that inspires us is the only thing that matters is faith working through love. And it's really inspirational to see how many people are rallying around and helping out because I don't have a lot of capacity to work there. The guys there have been fixing up the place, replacing the floor, painting, maintaining the property. And then we have a bunch of volunteers that are excited to see a place like this for returning citizens, some of which, all of which have had an experience either with themselves or their children. And they really want to see an opportunity for people coming out to get off on the right foot and to do well. In fact, I was asked to do a podcast with Mario Fields. He was a sergeant major in the Marine Corps. And I attached that to the email. If you get a chance, check it out. I appreciate his thoughtful questions and, and giving me the opportunity to share what we're doing there. From a team perspective, we continue to grow. Tim Devine, who many of you know, is just a very respected business leader in, in Cincinnati. He's been a good business friend of mine, personal friend of mine over the years. I met him through the Gearing Center. He helped set up my board of advisors. He was a president of Core Solutions at Assured Partners, had a very successful career and was looking to give back. And he saw what we were doing and what the opportunity was and decided to join us after interviewing many other firms and is our director of growth. He's been helping mentor team members, including me. I've been learning a lot from him. And then also connecting us with new people we didn't know in Cincinnati, help expand our network. So 
I really am grateful to be working with Tim. And then also I'm excited to announce Norm Gravy, who's an advisor in Dayton, has had some business changes and has been looking to join a larger firm. We've been talking for the last three or four months and just really get along quite well. I was embarrassed to find out into the relationship because I'm not much of a sports fan that he was one of University of Dayton's all-time great basketball players. He's very humble about it. hasn't shared much about that, but he's just a really great guy, very experienced advisor, 30 years experience, and two can do more together than they can individually. So he's going to be focused on transitioning his clients to Sheeler Financial Group, and then our plan is for him to get to know my clients and for me to get to know his clients so that there's just a greater depth and not as much as relying on each one of us. It's exciting to expand the team and to have a, an office in Dayton and we're in conversations with others as well. So it's definitely exciting the direction that we're headed in. Just as a, just, I don't want to forget about the, the incredible team that I have. Um, many of you know these folks well, but I also want to introduce them, just remind people people of the folks that you have at your fingertips as well. Ryan, who keeps me on track, schedules all the meetings, does all the financial plan, prepares all the meetings. He's been with us for now four years. It's hard to believe. He's just been absolutely fantastic. He was just a baby when we hired him and he's really become just quite, quite a young man. Craig, who's been with me almost four years. He started off with trading and research. He's got 20 years total experience in the business. And now as many of you started to meet with clients. We're really trying to build a team around you rather than a guy. So if something happens to me or I'm out, the goal is that you don't experience any power outages, if you will. And then Ellie, as we're trying to reduce her hours, as she's homeschooling, she's been in Sheila Financial for 12 years, and she really does a great job taking care of any problems that arise. She really knows how to solve those. She can be a pit bull. She's incredible. And then Andrew is our director of client experience. He sends out these emails. He sets up our events. He helps us with a lot of the internal processes. Our goal is to give you the best possible experience with our firm, and he's in charge of driving that. And then lastly, we have an outside board of advisors. They're not a board of directors, but we do meet on a regular basis, three to four times a year. I solicit their feedback and how to improve business operations, the value proposition, our strategy. They're just very respected business leaders. Carl Satterwhite, who owns RCF Group, David Devine, who is the founder and CEO of Gemini Plus, and then Brian Core, who's just had a very successful career and is the CEO of Tricore Advisors. I've just learned so much from all three of them. And hopefully you get a chance to meet them at one of our events. On the economy and the investments, it is a very strange time. Some of the people that I most respect are the most confused right now. It's interesting. The leading indicators of a recession have been negative for a long time, meaning they've been pointing towards a recession. There are some that think we had a recession last year, and that's why the market bottomed in October. It's very hard to know what happened with COVID and just the trillions of dollars of printing. We've never seen anything like that. Shutting down an economy, reopening it, the changing generations with baby boomers retiring, the largest generation, this new generation coming in that may not quite have the same work ethic as the boomers have had, or at least want to approach it in a different way. So there's a lot of flux and it feels like we're still reverberating from all those things that happened. 
I know a lot of you have concerns about the dollar being the reserve currency, which when you just look at the competition with China and Europe, the U.S. is still so very strong. And others are concerned about the digitalization of the dollar, which, you know, I, if you're concerned about that, contact your congressmen and governors to, to say that you don't like it. But those aren't immediate concerns. And there's a lot of underlying strength. There's still unemployment, but more importantly, the labor participation rate is low, meaning there's a lot of capacity for people to come back into the workforce. In other words, it's very hard to say what's going to happen in the future. So the question is, how do we deal with things from an investment perspective. And that's really the core of what I wanted to get to in this email is it's, while it's very hard to know what's gonna happen, there are still strategies that can weather the storm. And we have been working on developing these strategies, especially over the last couple of years. We've done really a good job of protecting against the downside, but we haven't caught the upsides like we would have liked. And so that, that's been the core of the projects over the last, in July, especially doubling down on being able to make the rotation between protection and growth. And so what we've done is building on what we've been working on, develop a strategy that can risk manage even in the equity piece. And so most of you have these, it's just, we're going to be updating the holdings based upon the research and the feedback that we've been getting from our partners to get aligned with them. We're not doing the research internally. What we've done is find the strategic partners and put them together. And it's incredibly rare. Starting with the bond portfolio, it's just a whole different world than it was 18 months ago. Interest rates have gone from about half a percent to five and a half percent. So we're continuing to buy short-term treasury bonds, six months, three months, a year, we're staggering them out. And as they renew, we just buy another one. We had a couple alternatives. They were called arbitrage funds in your portfolio. We've talked about them in the past, but they're low risk equity funds. And they worked very well over the last year when the bond indexes were down 15 to 20%. These were actually positive last year. But now with interest rates high and acquisitions down, we feel like just rotating to traditional bonds makes sense. Lower risk, more predictable returns, and it will reduce the expenses. They were not cheap funds. They were about 1.8% internally. So that's going to be going to 0%. So on the bond portfolio, sell two funds, buy six-month T-bills, take the expense ratio from 1.8 to zero, reduce the risk, and should have at least the same returns. So that's a bottom portfolio. On the equity portfolio, we have two segments to it. We have one that the research we subscribe to is called Valuentum, which focuses on finding companies with a lower stock price than their intrinsic value and positive momentum. Momentum is so important in the markets and object in motion tends to stay in motion. And then the second strategy is tactical, which is looking for strength or weakness in the market. We are enhancing both these strategies substantially. So on the fundamental, we are largely getting out of funds and entering stocks. The percentages are changing slightly. So we're, again, selling the funds and we're buying Apple, Microsoft, the technology sector ETF, and Cisco. And what this does is it, the risk changes a little bit. It goes from out of 99, it goes from 65 to 66. The midpoint return, expected return goes from 12.4 to 13.8, so a 10% improvement there. 
the dividend goes from 0.8 to 1.1, so almost a 40% improvement in the dividend. And then the expenses go from 0.34% to 0.12. So that's a 64% improvement in expenses, meaning the expenses go down by 64%. So that's exciting to me on all fronts. It's a, a no-brainer. So that's the fundamentals. Think of that as like the Warren Buffett type portfolio. In fact, a Berkshire Hathaway is one of the holdings, as you probably noticed. The other one is tactical. And what tactical means is it's more timing oriented. It's not trying to guess. It's trying to react to the strengths in markets. And so big picture, there are indicators that can let you know, are the sectors bullish? Or is the market strong? Is it weak? Or is it like really bad? So bullish, neutral, or negative. We subscribe to Sherman portfolios, which give us a sense of if they're bullish, neutral, or weak. So you can see from this visual right here, the green is go, that's bullish. Yellow is caution. And red is very weak and where you want to stop and reverse. So think of it as a car. You've got the gas pedal, the brake, and then you've got the reverse gear where you want to get out of the way. Diving deeper into it, the strategy is called harmony. So there's three different indicators, a Shermanator, which is short-term, the quarterly, and the bull bear, which is the long-term. If they're all positive, or at least one or two. So if one, two, or three are positive, 25% is in buy and replace. That's just investing in the strongest asset classes, like large cap value or large cap growth. 55% is in sector rotation. That means that there are 11 sectors in the S&P 500. If these three or one of the three are positive, we're in sector rotation, which is the top four strongest sectors like technology or energy or healthcare. Within sector rotation, there's an additional indicators. So there's the bull bear and boss. If they're both positive, we're in the top four sectors. If one of them goes negative, we go to calendar. What calendar means is there are certain days of the year that have a high probability of success. And everybody, most everybody's heard of the Christmas effect. The market does well at Christmas. So if the market is soft, we want to be only invested during the days that have a high probability of success. Now, if all these harmony indicators are negative, we're at zero, the portfolio is in cash or even short, which means that the portfolio goes up when the market goes down. So again, if the harmony indicators, if any of them are positive, we're in buy and replace and sector rotation. If one of its indicators go negative, we're in calendar. And if everything's negative, we're in cash. We're stepping out of the way. And so that's 80% of this tactical portfolio. 20% is allocated towards gold and energy. Now, there are times that's really great to be invested in gold and times where it's less. And energy is the same way. They're cyclical. And so, again, there are tactical indicators that show us their strength in energy and strength in gold. If gold is strong or energy is strong, we're invested in those. And if they go weak, we'll look at the market. If the market's strong, we'll be invested in the market. If both the gold of energy and the market are weak, we'll be invested in calendar. So yellow. Now, what's amazing about this, these portfolios go way back. This combination of portfolios is unique to Sheeler Financial Group. But when you look at how these portfolios have performed, the data goes back to 2002. And what you'll notice is we have three different charts here. It's just because it's hard to fit all in one, but it's across the top of the year. So this one starts at 2002, goes to 2008. 2009 to 2015, 2016 to 2023. And the green 
is where this portfolio has overperformed the S&P 500. The yellow is where it's underperformed. There would be red if this portfolio were negative. So since 2002, there's been no negative years in this tactical portfolio. And there have been a number of underperformance years. Like in 2012, this portfolio was up 8% when the S&P was up 13. 2014 was very similar. 2023, this portfolio is up 9.6 versus the S&P up 15. But what you'll notice is that the negative years in the S&P, so 2002, it was down 23%. This portfolio was up 13. 2008, the S&P was down 38%. This portfolio was up 16%. Last year, the S&P was down 19. This portfolio was up 2.8. We're not predicting what the market's doing. It's reacting to what the market is doing because the market largely moves with momentum, meaning an object in motion stays in motion. So if the market's going up, it'll tend to go up, keep going up. And if the market's going down, it'll tend to keep going down. And this is these tactical indicators are looking at those momentum and then allocating the portfolio accordingly. And so it gets you out of the way when the market has got negative momentum and actually can take advantage of it. For my clients that want more of the statistical analysis, I've got a chart here. I'll touch on a couple of things. CAGR is compounded annual growth rates compared to the S&P, the max drawdown, which I think is even more important. The worst it's done since then is 13% from peak to trough versus the S&P at negative 56. When we look at the risk, the S&P has a risk of one, meaning the S&P goes up and down as much as the S&P goes up and down. This portfolio has a beta or risk of 0.45, which means that it has a 45% of the volatility of the S&P 500. Another way of saying it is this portfolio captures 90% of the upside, but only 31% of the downside. So that is a really good, what's called up-down capture ratio. And a risk-alive score, which we use quite often for portfolios, the S&P has a risk of 70 out of 99 and this portfolio has a risk of 43 out of 99. So it's got less risk and the long-term returns have been very attractive. This is going back to 2002. So those are the big changes to the portfolio. You may ask, will there always be this many changes? I don't like making changes. They're actually quite a bit of work. And at the same time, we are dedicated to improving. What we've really been working on is how do we mitigate risk and capture upside so that you can sleep at night? But it has to be done in a systematic, data-driven way. And you have to not only know when to do it, you have to know what to do. And a huge project that we've been working on the last couple of years, but especially the last year and even the last month, is to hone that process. And I think it's going to be more important than ever to be able to do that. Our plan is to put together an event where anybody who wants to come can join us and we can explain it in person. You can ask questions. We can dive into it. But this is something that we are super excited about. We feel like it's a huge differentiator and I can't wait for you to see how it works. I'm happy to talk about it internally. We've talked a lot about investments over the last couple of years. It's been one of the craziest markets these last three years of my career, if not the most crazy, because everything from inflation to a pandemic to two different massive drawdowns to bonds having huge negative returns. So navigating through that has been tricky. But now that we have these pieces in place, we're going to be rotating much more from an ROI return on investment to a return on life, which is really how do we maximize what you can do with what you have to have the biggest impact within your life, within your family, within the communities. So our debt, these are the three main values that we are 
focused on for you. One is giving you just a great experience through education, client appreciation events, service, reviews, expertise. Two is comprehensive financial planning. We're really capturing all your goals and your current financial status and making sure that we are staying on track and enhancing what you might otherwise have done. And then the wealth management solutions, the investment solutions, where we're not only capturing returns, but we're also managing and mitigating risk. And we're wanting to integrate this with taxes and estate planning. So we've got partners in each of those areas to supplement what you may be doing on your own. So every client, each one of you is different. And we were wanting to customize the portfolios and our service to you and your family. It is an honor to be able to do that for you. And if I have one complaint about clients is you might be thinking something, but don't want to bother me. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your ideas. If you've got concerns or thoughts, I love hearing that, working through that with you. It's never a bother. It's just an honor to be able to work with you. Thank you so much. Hope you find it as compelling as we do. And we look forward to hearing from you and we'll see each of you soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.